0: To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss.
1: How you day? How you day? I hope you all are having a great day. This is the third episode of the week, so I'm really, really, really uh, enjoying the feedback I've been getting for the last two. So I felt like I'll just put another one. And the reason why I wanted to put this one out today is because as you go into the weekend, we start fall here in North America, and in other parts of the world, different seasons start, or even. The fact that we're getting closer to the end of the year, I want everybody to have a reminder of who they are. There's no better guest than Kier Noel to talk about this. This is one of my favorite episodes because we just talked about the essence of what it means to be who you are, what it's like to find your unique soul print, and how to stay in your truth. Essentially, a lot of times I find that as the year goes on, we get away from who we are and what it is that we want to do. So hopefully, this episode serves as a reminder for that and you get back to the powerful being that you are hope you enjoy the episode please leave feedback continue to to leave reviews on the websites uh on itunes i really really love reading your reviews and i love you all enjoy the episode in a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors cross-cultural expert tayo roxson is on a mission to bridge this divide each week he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world get ready take some notes and learn how to be the best you that you can be Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads, and today I have a special guest. She goes by Kiera Noel, and she's an intuitive coach, a healer, and a spiritual teacher. We're going to be diving into her journey into these three things, but also what she discovered about herself and, by extension, humanity. So I'm really, really excited as we dive into this spiritual journey, but also this intuitive aspect that she feels we all have that we don't tap into. Welcome to the show.
0: Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excited to to jam out with you, share some some wisdom, and uh yeah, get this uh, magic train on its way.
1: Well well the, the pleasure's mine and it it's something I'm excited about as well. But I really want to dive into little care. You know, when you were younger, what was it like for you growing up and how did that lead you down this path you're into right now, where you're helping people tap into their intuition. And you're healing people, but also being a spiritual teacher i don't believe that a lot of us really have that intuitive uh, um, have the ability to be intuitive very early on because it's not taught to us, and so the fact that you learned that yourself is something that's intriguing to me so I'm curious as to how you found your way down that path
0: yeah okay so um let's go back in time a little bit um, so when I was younger, um, I always had uh, a really strong, um, I guess, voice inside of me that I couldn't identify as if it was part of me or if it was someone else speaking to me. Mm. And um, it was very interesting because it always got confirmed through my mother. So my mother would always speak to me and, and tell me, "Honey, you're the you're walking the path of the wounded healer." And she would say things like that, and it would just be like, like at ten, eight, six. I was like, "Mom, what does this mean? I don't understand." Mm. Um, so she saw this little light in me, this kind of, um, intriguing light in me that she tapped into herself and reflected it back to me. So she constantly reflected this back to me just as a reminder, even if that age, I didn't intellectually understand on a soul level, I was picking up what she was trying to basically illuminate within myself. And I also remember that growing up, I could not go into churches. I could not go into cemeteries. I could not even speak about. Um, quote unquote spirits, because it scared me. It was so terrifying. And there was just something within me that was like, I need to avoid this at all costs. And I could never understand that or figure that out. Um, And what really, as I got older, and I went through my own journey, what really happened was I was truly afraid of my own power. I was afraid of dropping in and really um, feeling myself and looking at myself and accepting myself and embracing this gift um, that I had. And so um, as, as I was growing up, I was kind of like the lone wolf <laughs> of mm-hmm. the family. Um, and very, and in school too. And I, you know, I, I deviated from the norm. I was a chameleon. Like I could, I could talk to you about sports. I could talk to you about, um, you know, girly things. I could talk to you about whatever, whatever was on your mind. I could totally hold a conversation with you. But there was always something more. And that longing for something more, I, I felt throughout my whole life. And, it really actually drove me into a really dark place because I had no idea what it meant. I didn't didn't feel like I was um, belonging here. I didn't feel like I had a place on this earth. And so at 16, um, I had a very severe eating disorder. I was in a deep, deep depression and, um, you know, lots of anxiety and just in a, in a basically rock bottom. Um, And it was, through that experience, that I truly, truly just surrendered completely. I call it the humble surrender. And I, I literally surrendered. And I was like, okay, you know what? God, universe, source, spirits, whoever is listening, mm-hmm. like I, I surrender. I'm here. Like, Allow me to see what I need to see. Embrace what I need to embrace. And just... Like, I can't try and control this anymore. I can't figure this out on my own anymore. And so... Once I went through that humble surrender, um, that's literally, it's like the floodgates opened up and the doors opened and I just dove deep into this um, healing journey of uh, yoga, Reiki healing, um, energy healing, modern mystery school teachings. Like There's just so much, so many healings, modalities, schools of thought that I sunk my teeth into because what was really happening, to be very honest, was I was experiencing myself through these different um modalities. It was like I was literally it was like a soul retrieval. I was literally experiencing myself through all of these modalities and I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is what it feels like to actually be me." Now I understand and it felt so good. Um and so I did a 10 year uh, I'm 26 right now, so I I basically been doing 10 years of deep deep diving into um you know, my own healing and then and only recently have I really been like, "You know what I can I can be that mirror, and I can be that space of grace for somebody else to really feel, meet and embrace their true self
1: that is so fascinating for me. And I like how you went through that, and there's so much to unpack there so let 's start off with this. You said what you were really experiencing was yourself. What yeah. do you mean by that because I, I imagine someone's listening to that and they're saying i don 't even know who I am so mm-hmm. how did you come to that conclusion that it was yourself that you experienced it, and why do you feel like that was the case?
0: So, okay, so i gonna, I'll, I'll reverse it back to you. So every time you feel, you know, when you feel something that feels so good, like it just resonates so deeply with you. Yes. It's like it's literally you're experiencing you. So it's a part of you that you're experiencing outside of yourself, but really it's just a reflection. Mm. So everything outside of ourself is really a reflection of our internal world. Interesting. So. Yeah. So what we're doing is when something feels really good, it's just a resonance with your own being. We're all energy. At the at the root of it, we're all energetic beings. So if something feels really good, let's say a song feels really good or, or um, I don't know, you hear um, a quote and, and you're like, oh my God, yes, this resonates so deeply with me. Like I really feel this. Your whole body shifts. Like you can really, it's almost like you can let it land in your body. And that's really you feeling yourself. We're human beings and we have the capacity to have these emotions and feelings. And so every time something resonates deeply with you, it's literally like soul retrieval. You're, you're accessing a part of yourself. It's like a reminder. We're here to remember ourselves. So it's like a reminder of, hey, look, this is you and you like this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean?
1: And a lot of times we go through life not acknowledging those reminders. You know, we, we don't acknowledge how we feel in those moments or song or challenge comes up and we're like, yeah, that, that, that's, that's really intuitive. But we just move past it. And we don't acknowledge those moments. And that failure to acknowledge those moments leads to, I guess, a sense of loss. Is that is that? What you, would you agree with that?
0: Totally. It, it, it leads to that longing. So we most often, we're walking around with this deep inner longing of something. And we don't really know what it is. But honestly, at the root of it, through all my work and all my clients that I've done, um, this deep healing work with, at the root of it, the longing is to truly feel, know, and embrace yourself.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I, I tend to agree with that in the sense that a lot of us we go through life searching and seeking this purpose, and many times we miss out on we miss out on the clues. I was watching; uh, I know you saw this on, on my story. So Whitney Houston is one of my favorite artists of all time. Like amazing. <laughs> like you know, I, yeah. I, I always say everybody had you know Michael and, and Prince, but Whitney and your fellow countrywoman Celine Dion; those are the two people I would listen to. <laughs> Uh, whenever I needed some sense of positivity, but watching the documentary and listening to her and the people around her, you got the sense that she didn't know who she was. She didn't have a sense mm-hmm. of her identity and she lost it in several things that she felt gave her a feeling. Now listen to you. You're saying that those are the things that w- we as humans need. You know, there we crave that connection. We crave that, that, that want to, 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 have a meaning of some sort. And then we, if we don't realize what it is that is actually good for us, we just find it in other things and those things can be harmful. So that sense of self-awareness is a skill that we're not being taught in school. And you with your, your spiritual healing, um, is something that you try to remind people to to tap into.
0: Totally. And actually on that, that's a very good point because so for most often is when we go into that or when we, when we get a taste, it's like when you dip your feet into or you get a taste of that feeling, most often it's scary. So people, it's like we numb it. We numb it with something else. Yeah. But really what we're actually longing for, the thing that we push away the most is really the thing that we're longing for the most. Mm. So what, what we're doing is as soon as we get that taste or we dip our feet and we're like, oh yeah, that instant, like instantaneous, like this feels really good. And then all of a sudden we numb it with something else. Well, really it's our invitation to dive deeper into that. And that is my, that is where I really kind of um opened up the invitation and opened up the conversation for people to dive deep. I like to, I like to call it playing in the deep waters, but that's really what it means. It means to really dive deep into those feelings and like, Literally swim around in them and feel them and, and enjoy them because that's, we're, we're human beings. Yes, we have a soul, but we're human beings for a reason. Right. We're, yeah. we're, we're designed to feel, we're designed for this connection, we're designed to like touch, see, taste, like all of that, right? And so it's really an invitation to access your own divinity, which is to access your light, your soul, your, your I could even say God self, yeah. and, but also experience your fullness.
1: You remind me of uh, Marion Williamson, and
0: oh wow, uh,
1: yeah. And, and as we as we talk about this, this is one of my favorite things of all time. So, um, excuse the length of it, but everybody knows this. Uh, this is our famous uh, saying: Our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate; our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that, f- that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that others wouldn't feel insecure around you. We're all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give others permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And so, that, amen. amen, right? And I remember, I remember when I first heard that, it was, it was a teenager, 14, 13. I, I, it was an ab- abbreviated version in a, in a movie. I think it was Coach Carter. And then I went on to start actually understanding what the saying was meant. But we as humans tend to do that a lot where, um, we misdiagnose what our deepest fear is. And when we get a taste of it, like you said, we sometimes sabotage ourselves <laughs> in a, in a, mm-hmm. in, in a destructive, in a destructive way. You now, I, with you, when you went through that experience at 16, it was, um, where you, you had the eating disorder, mm-hmm. what was it exactly that led you to come out of that? And how can you help someone who's currently going through some, uh, self-sabotage, uh, method right now to, to come out of that, that, that hole?
0: So for, I mean, specifically for an eating disorder. So how, um, I kind of spiraled into that was because I tasted, you know, my own power. I tasted that, um the truth, the truth that was within, and I tasted that that light, but it scared the crap out of me, and I felt that if I surrendered, that I would be giving up quote unquote control, and w- growing up, I was a control freak, I wanted to control everything every, every everything hmm. um and so as i was as I was going through this, I was like, okay well, I really like this feels really good. When I kind of get a taste of it, but I'm not, I'm not ready to give up this control of my life, right? And, and really what control means is I don't trust myself or I don't trust a, um, the universe, God, a source greater than myself that has my back. That's all you're saying is when you're, when you don't, um, when you're, when you don't want to give up your control, you're just saying, I don't trust life, basically. Yeah. So what happened was I, you know, for about, <laughs> six months or so, I really resisted the idea of, okay, I need to completely give up this control, surrender. I mean, my eating disorder was, it was anorexia, so I tried to control every little piece of food that I did or did not put in my mouth, Um, and that gave me a sense of, like, accomplishment, right? Because I could, there was something that I could control so, so, so deeply, and but it wasn't serving me. It was completely sabotaging. And so what happened was it wasn't until that I experienced that little like tiptoe into myself, that little invitation into experiencing like, okay, this is what it really means to actually surrender. And then I committed and, and really it's it's a moment to moment commitment. I committed, I'm staying with this feeling. And every day I would stay deeper and deeper and deeper with that feeling and it was it's just basically choosing love over fear and maybe it was 1 minute maybe it was 2 minutes and i would just stay in that feeling a little bit longer a little bit longer a little bit longer and then i'd be like okay you can go back to control but it's like i couldn't go cold turkey because that wouldn't that wouldn't work but it was that little taste that grew bigger and bigger and bigger until it was like oh my goodness i got to a point where the pain to actually control was greater than the pain to surrender hmm and once you get over that kind of threshold, then you're like, all right, I can do this. And I just honestly, like if if everyone <laughs> listening can visualize this, on my knees, humbling, surrendering, being like, all right, you know what? I'm here. I'm ready. Like, control no more. I trust life. I trust myself. I trust God, universe, source. Like, let's do this.
1: Yeah. So there's a sense of surrender we all have to experience. And we all have to be willing to, you know, cede control of. Yeah. And then... And- I guess that as, as humans, a lot of us feel like we need to be in control of circumstances, but we need to trust the universe and, and God and, and anything that, Hey, it's going to happen. I just need to do what I need to do right now. And that ability to stay present in the moment is something. I, honestly, I don't know that we've been taught <laughs> at a very young age. Um, I think we lose a lot of that childlike joy as we grow older and, uh, there's, a certain danger in that when you sort of start to believe that, you know, things are not gonna go in our favor. And so we have to make sure we have as much control as we can. And so uh, I think we get into a lot of what we get into life, as we've seen in today's world.
0: Totally. And and it's really that childlike innocence is that that playfulness um is the most powerful energy you can be in um, it's magnetic it's radiant um, it's super super manifesting like it's it's the most powerful because you're in um, you're you're in your truth and the truth just attracts truth yeah. and so when you're in that state that your vibration that you're emitting is just you there's it's like it's like the whole world opens up for you it's like you experience and you see the whole world in a new way because Forty five dollars upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoted for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to
1: $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
0: It's like you've got your global view on versus like you've got this little tunnel that you're looking through. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and being in – and honestly, to access that, it's like the present moment is a portal to everything, literally. So it's like an opening. You're, if you're present and your awareness is in the present moment, this is where you create your life from. We don't create it from the future. We don't create it from the past. It's in the present moment that we're creating everything. We're the creators of our own life, right? So the
1: creators of our own life, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, so then let's move on to your – to this word, diversity of experience. Uh, What does that mean to you?
0: So I guess part of my um, experience growing up was I always felt like I was, like I said before, kind of like the lone wolf. Um, And I really deviated from the normal white middle class family kind of stereotype. Um, I really wanted to experience, you know, the richness in cultures and people and places and... um, and I really, uh, uh, I honestly got very bothered by, um, you know, situations that would happen in the world that just, I felt like, um, I, I was always rooting for the underdog. That's the best way I could put it. Hmm. Um, and so I really made it a point to, um deviate from the norm and experience diversity um, in humanity and experience diversity within people and experience diversity on the planet. Um, and so I would always go to, um, and it, sometimes it would be alone too, I would always go to different uh, types of movies or different types of restaurants or different types of anything that I could get my my hands or my senses into to just experience what it felt like because there was a part of me that was like, this is what this is what the world is about. like we need to experience the uniqueness and the the I always like to say juiciness, but like the juiciness of life right we're not we're not all here, we all have a unique soul print, right We all have a unique fingerprint on this planet, and to really um experience all that is I just feel like there's so much um, there's so much depth to that and so much relatability when you can really just see people for who they are and experience. Um, The thing that makes them unique, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it is interesting because you talk about your experiences as a white middle class. You know, you say coming from a white middle class family, you oh. were bothered by what you perceive as lots of underdogs around you, and yeah. you have a certain vision for the future. So, what did you do about being bothered? Did you travel? Did you go to different countries? Did you? You know I see that you you, you took on yoga and, and and a lot of these things, but I'm curious about how you actively decide to move out of your environment because a lot of times your environment could uh, impact your views
0: totally um so I definitely did um just in my own environment when I was at home um I did a lot of volunteer work so um I did a lot of volunteer work at uh different types of shelters I did it with different types of kids um I I could use the term underprivileged kids but it's that's was my thing while I was at home living at home and then as soon as I had as soon as I had the freedom I got out of school and I was like okay I'm ready to travel I just I took off and um I was so ready to just really experience the world and really experience people and just be kind of like an open book and almost like a sponge to um you know how people operate and how people Move through their life and, um, and and their values and what they see, and it's just because everyone, everyone's life is shaped a, a shaped through their own perception right and it's just like a, um, a cluster of their own experiences that makes their own life and so I really wanted to to experience how they experience their life, what they do, and that inspired me to explore and, um, and uh, travel and just connect. And at the same time, the connection also led me to the same conclusion that we all just long for the same thing. We all long for deep soul connections. We all long for love. We all long for, um, you know, really knowing our place in this world. Like, on the surface, we all might look very different and we all might move through life in a very different way. But, like, within, it's all very much the same.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the best way to connect to people uh, from different cultures, at least in your opinion?
0: Uh, for me, it was like basically I, it's like not worrying about me, like not coming with a, a a preconceived notion of how or expectation. Basically, letting go of expectation and just inviting them in. It's this like, tell me about yourself. Tell me about this. I want to learn about this. Like just this enthusiasm about I really genuinely care about you and your way of life and your way of being, and I want to learn and like let like bring me in kind of thing. Yeah, you know. I want to, it's like, I want to experience you is basically what you're telling them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Interested people make interest in people. So I think a lot of times we do, you're right. We go into that, you know, environment where someone's different from us and we have, we put this undue expectations that, oh, we shouldn't make a mistake. We can't do this. And what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then we lose sight of being present. And we're like, hey, you can ask open-ended questions and learn more about them. And a person from another culture, most of the time, more oftentimes than not, if, if, um he catches them in the right moment, they'll be, yeah, so this is why we do this. This is how we do this. This is the important and all that kind of stuff. And if you make a mistake, it's okay because they, at least when you open up that way, they understand that you come from a good place, but they can also correct you. And that's a good, good way to learn.
0: Totally. And, and, and the thing is too, is like, we're, it's, it's like on the outside, yes, things might look very different, but we really, it's like, once you connect with a human, or a soul, you're just you're connecting to them, and like all of that other stuff on the outside kind of falls away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you you kind of hone in on okay, well this is really cool. Like your experiences and your culture and your your upbringing and all of that is beautiful. And at the same time, we're so similar. You know, and I I just I just really find that so fascinating that we can have so much. um you know so many differences but at the same time when you when you really get to know the person or you really get to sit down and talk to them we're so similar yeah no and couldn't. the separation in, on on the planet is just is um is is sad it's it's painful because we're really it's like we're continually separating people for for no reason whatsoever other than the fact that at the root of it all, we actually all want to be together. Remember, I said we're pushing away the thing that we long for the most. So it's like we create more separation, even though we long for the most to be together in oneness.
1: Okay. No, no, I, I agree. Um, that's so fascinating you say that because you're right. I mean, you know, we do focus a lot on differences and not enough on common values. And it's interesting mm-hmm. um, how that plays a role into politics, into into family, into education, because. We end up not being getting the full story. We end up not getting the full stories with education, with education and history, and Mm -hmm. those things also play a value in how we see other people. And sometimes when we tell stories that are incomplete, it just forms these biases that we have in, in in all that. And and then we, you know, not not enough people are willing to just go out and explore to change those experiences. So it's leading me to this question: What is your vision for the future, given what you know is the current reality of the world?
0: Hmm. Um. I mean, talking about separation and oneness. So it's really, I feel like if we all can drop into and embrace and own and experience our own divinity, experience our own fullness, um, our inner work will be reflective on the outer. It's like the microcosm to the macrocosm. So I truly believe that, yes, we still um, walk through this world as... You know, diverse, unique, beautiful beings with our own experiences and our own um, our own wisdom, our own magic, our own like unique taste and medicine. But yet, at the root of it, there there is no separation. That we are all one, and the planet is ascending. We're ascending as as a as humanity, as a collective consciousness. We're ascending, and we're growing, and we're evolving, and this this is a critical time to either go into very deep separation or go into very deep oneness. And I just, I really, truly, truly um, feel like I have a divine duty or divine responsibility to um, help others see that light within so that it's just a ripple effect and it can constantly go back into this oneness, into this fullness, into this harmonious planet.
1: Yeah, no, there's no doubt that you definitely feel called and you're, you're living that experience. So, no, I, I love this conversation because we, we've talked about the importance of, of tapping into our inner light. Uh, also the importance of diversity of experiences, but also how the common values is what truly brings us together. Uh huh. The other aspect of your work is, you, I mean, you do a lot of things. You said you're a healer, right? And uh-huh. you use tools such as, you know, Reiki, meditation, psychic abilities and directives uh, from the inner template. So how do you essentially bridge the spiritual and physical world together? Because I'm, I'm trying to put people in, mm-hmm. in, in a position where they could imagine working with you, uh, Kiara. So what exactly is that experience like?
0: So if someone, let's say someone is coming to me for a Reiki session or an energy healing session. Um, so I literally am the bridge of that session. So what I do is, um, I channel so it 's basically energy flows through me into that person, and I give that person healing, not my own healing but universal healing so i, I re I really tap into um, uh universal life force universal healing energy, and it flows through me so i 'm really a bridge like i I bridge people from um the wisdom of the spiritual energetic world into bringing it down into the physical 3d world.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, does that make sense?
1: No, no, it does. And I, 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 want, I want you to, I want oh, you to yeah, explain elaborate a little bit more of that, because when you say the 3d world and you're tapping into that, so there are certain forces you're saying um, mm-hmm. in the spiritual realm that mm-hmm. maybe we don't tap into physically. And so, how do you separate between the body and and what's spiritual i guess that that's where i'm trying to get that
0: so it's so it's basically so the body is in physical form right mm-hmm. so the body is physical we can see it we can touch it we can that it's a very dense physical form right that's mm-hmm. the kind of like the 3d world and the spiritual world is all energy so we can feel it if you if you have other abilities you may be able to see it you may be able to hear it depending on what kind of abilities you have but basically what you're doing is like you're like decoding the message you're taking a message um you're 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 translating a language so pretend i'm a translator so it's like i get messages i get wisdom i get um whatever i may get from the spiritual world from um that energy force and i translate it to help that other person come into themselves fuller yeah into in into fullness into into their own divinity to heal something. Because what happens is, if you think about a physical um, illness, so let's say my knee's hurting, or let's say I get sick. Oh no! That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the physical manifestation of something that has happened in an, energetic, in an energetic way first. So we've actually, what happens is the energy world happens first, and then it physically manifests here.
1: Yeah,
0: okay. Does
1: that make sense? No, no, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, and um before we, we get right to close because I, I love this stuff. This is amazing. This is like listen to Oprah Super Soul Sunday here. So this is this is this is good. This is exactly what she's I you know Oprah everybody knows me knows I am I'm obsessed at Oprah and uh and I, I love that. But we can't deny, obviously some people there I'm sure there's been some resistance. I I'm curious to how you've dealt with that. Someone says, Oh, this is so woo woo. What are you talking about here? That doesn't make any sense. Get out of your head. Mm-hmm. What do you say to those?
0: I said I, I literally let them be. I like, okay. Thank you for sharing. And it's that's their experience. Like I will never, ever, ever. You can't force someone to understand the truth. They have to surrender to the truth.
1: Mm. You can't. So, fu- you can't force someone to understand the truth. They have to understand the truth.
0: They have to surrender
1: to the truth. Surrender yeah. The
0: truth. You can't. You can't force that. So all I can do. And I know is like, okay, that's their projection. It's not about me. It's just their projection, something that is not sitting well with them. That's okay. I still have a duty to, to hold the vibration and hold that vibration of, okay, well, this is truth. And this is what I feel. And I believe in this. And that's okay. Whether they, whether they receive it, the thing is, is we get to stand on our truth. And whether the other person receives it or not is not your problem.
1: Okay, that's well said right? (laughs) That is well said. (laughs) I do think we get into, into problems when we do try that thing where we're trying to convince the other person like, no, 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 no. It has to be this way. And we, you know, it it just becomes this interesting back and forth and then we lose sight of everything. Uh, So,
0: yeah. So I have an invitation right there. Just a a quick invitation for anyone listening to, to this right right now is, so you said trying to convince, right? So Mm -hmm. my invitation and my little, um, My little wisdom nugget here would be eliminating the word trying or eliminating any trying actions, quote unquote, and and dropping into allowing. So instead of trying to get them to see this woo-woo stuff, I allow them to go on their own journey and then see that stuff. Does that make sense? Like It's a totally different energy. Trying is like forcing, pushing, proving versus allowing, which is just... Letting it come and letting the truth be shown—it's like emerging, no. like letting the truth emerge.
1: Wow, that's beautiful. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Sharon Noel, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is <laughs> the the spiritual leader for the next generation. So I, I love this. Um, where can people find you? How can people work with you? What, what is what is uh, the plan? How can people get in touch with you?
0: So right now, um, I'm very uh, very in love with uh, <laughs> Instagram. Um, I have a Instagram. I share a lot of little, um, wisdom nuggets there. Um, insights just into me. Um, so Instagram for sure. It's Kira Noel. Um, my website definitely hop on there. Um, if you feel called to work with me, there um, is a section on my website where you can check that out. Um, my other services are offered there. Um, and then of course on Facebook as well. And yeah, I'm, uh, I'm around. I'm here. I'm always welcome um, for new people, new opportunities, new discussions, um, and yeah, let's raise the vibration of the planet.
1: No, I love it. I love it, and I'll definitely make sure I put all this in the show notes. We've been talking to intuitive, intuitive coach, healer, and teacher of all things esoteric. Es- I always miss it up. Esoteric. Esoteric. Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> um, I, I can't let you go without asking this question. My uh, mission statement is: use your difference to make a difference. So. How do you, Kira, use your mm-hmm. difference to make a difference?
0: Mm, I love that. That's so good. Um, yeah. I feel like living in truth is how I use my difference to make a difference. Everyone's unique, and everyone's got their unique soul print. So,
1: yeah, living in
0: truth. Living in truth. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been. This has definitely been. Um, a spiritual day, for sure. It's, 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 been, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure having you on, though, Kira. I want to thank you for coming on the show. It's it's uh, truly refreshing to hear, you know, just the journeys that people go on and what they learn from that. And even more refreshing when you hear that that journey has inspired them to create a path for others to be their highest self. I really, really love hearing stories like that.
0: Totally. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And I, I love that. I love jamming out with you, so it's my pleasure to be on here for sure. I love it.
1: Pleasure is mine. And, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> till next time, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxen.com.